When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> Something wrong with the music? No, I don't think Does so. Does it always stay on that long? Yep. Am I losing my mind? <laughs> yes, because okay. it's 22 seconds all the time, so it's not longer. Uh, I'm sorry. How are you, Elsie? <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? How you doing? I am doing uh, just peachy, staying busy, and a little bit more busy, and all busy. Sounds like we haven't seen each other in 20 years. I know. How's it going? You're like staying busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumbest thing you've ever... I am doing podcasting. I have a podcast. What do you do? You do? co-host she is really awesome she sounds amazing and beautiful (laughs) and modest Uh, she's not that modest (laughs) oh my god so i mean just to recap a little bit though i know via social media and i know some some a lot of our listeners kind of follow you and i in social media and you were sharing all about isaac's birthday yeah. So how did it go? It went good. Everyone had a really good time. They all said they were, I mean, Ooh, not that I do it for this. <laughs> oh my God. That was like two years ago. I know. You know what he said this morning? I, he asked if he could turn his guitar on and I said, I don't want you to wake up dad. And he goes, God damn it. <gasps> yeah. And then mm-hmm. I go, oh, don't talk like that. And he goes, no, it's bad. And I said, it is bad. And he goes, you don't talk like that. And I was like, you're right. Oh my gosh. I know. So it's terrible. Little Isaac. It looked like it was amazing, though. You totally went all out with all the stuff that you do for parties. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like PVC pipe and all kinds of other things because it was all cars theme. It was all cars theme. So, so like, it's funny because we went to a birthday party the very next day and you could very clearly see where she was talented and I was not. So, like, I don't like, like, under the age of, say, four or five, I don't want to tell toddlers, especially a large group of them, what to do. I don't want to wrangle them. I don't want to direct them. I don't want to be interrupted by them. I don't want to entertain them. So I made my backyard sort of like stations of play, sand table, area to drive bikes, inflatable tires, kind of like they were like pool toys. Everyone's just like, what the hell? Inflatable tire? They're pool toys. That kind of – they're like just – it's like a donut that looks like a tire. I shouldn't even say donut because that also gives the impression it's a tire. They're not really tires. It's like, you know, like a pool ring. Yeah, yeah. I, on the no, lazy I saw river. The pictures. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like no, but I'm one trying of those to explain. floaties. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a floaty. floaty. It's a floaty. Yes, thank yeah. you. And then um, 
So the stand table had cars in it, and then there was an outside table where they could color um, in their own little wooden cars, which no one touched, which is fine, I guess. Now I have 14 of those little wooden cars. Um, and then inside we had the food, which is all cars themed based on the characters. So it was like Mater's Taters and um, Chick Hicks Chicken Strips and uh, Max Mac and Cheese. It's stupid. Um, but then so cute. it was really cute. And there was balloons and there was cupcakes. And it was really good because they were outside. It was a great day. Not too cold like it is right now. Um, and then actually I made my family room into a dance party and I got an LED disco ball light <laughs> and they just like, and played music and they just came in here and danced. And then it was fun. It was fun because they could do whatever. And the parents could just, you know, they were entertained. The parents could talk to one another. Nothing was really harmful. Like it wasn't like, like with the sand, like they're old enough not to, they know not to throw it. But like, you know, with the inflatable tires, even if they whack each other in the head, it doesn't really hurt. Right. So you know, the parents could talk. So it was good. I think it came out really good. And um, and they also, they had a great time. People stayed later, which never happens at a birthday party. Um, They, like you know, like it was over at five. People were here till like six, six thirty, which is kind of cool. I mean, I'm not put out by that. Like I didn't mind at all because it was right before dinner, but I served dinner-ish food. So if they wanted to give their kid dinner, they could. And also I think the element to the best toddler birthday party is make your kid as tired as possible. Yeah. So, you know, early bedtime on a Saturday night, that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. So if they wanted to let their kids stay and run around a little longer, that's fine with me, you know, because I, I understand the pain and suffering. So, um, yeah, so I think it came out really good. It was really fun. And I don't know why I get all Pinteresty about birthdays, but it's really <laughs> the only – like, it's not like I'm – I do not – do this like Thanksgiving. I'm not going. What turkey crafts can I find? Like I don't give a, right. Like I barely even want to cook it. But for some reason, for his birthday, I don't know why. But I get all themey about it. You know, it might be because it's right after Halloween, and I'm already in the mood to like. You know, you see so many magazines with like gr- eyeballs made out of grapes and like spider cupcakes, and like I think it puts me in the mood to like create. Yeah, it's like the beginning of that holiday season when you start to bring out all the decorations. Because usually we don't, we don't really. I mean, there are other holidays that people put stuff up in, like you know, Valentine's Day and like July Fourth kind of stuff, and I don't know uh, that kind of thing. But not when it comes to full on decorations. Where I think Halloween is where it starts, and then right after that, you bring yeah. out the Thanksgiving stuff, and then you bring out the Christmas stuff. So. And and it's not that you do it. It's just that everybody, meaning mostly the shops, do it. So you get inspired. You know, you get, you're like, oh, well, look at how cute that little thing is. Maybe we could do something like this. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was like inspiring you to do that your own so way. Because like, you always live, come up with the, the coolest yeah. themes. Yeah. Well, it's always based on what he likes. But yeah, I live across the street from a family that has a blow up lawn ornament for pretty much every month out of the year. What? I'm not kidding you at all. And it starts like right after Labor Day, the Halloween stuff went up. So for two months, Isaac's been like, it's Halloween. I'm like, 60 uh. days left, 40 days left, <laughs> 20 days left. <laughs> Every day, trick or treat, That's Halloween, so Halloween, weird. trick or treat. But he's been watching like Hotel Transylvania and it's a, and it's great pumpkin for like two months now. So excited. And then, um, literally, on November 1st, it came down, and then yesterday, blow up turkey. 
went up. I mean, because what they have up there for Halloween is giant blow up cat, giant blow up ghost, giant blow up Frankenstein. Um, and then they have ghost coming out of giant blow up graveyard site. This year they added some witch legs stuck in the ground as if they were trying to get out. Like it's a whole to do. And then for Thanksgiving, it's just blow up turkey. And then of course Christmas comes and it's candy canes, Santa's. And then they have like the, I mean, it's, and I moved into this house in September and I always say if I had just waited two weeks, I might've thought twice because I stare at it like seven, seven months out of the year. So January, I think it comes down, but then right away, the Valentine's Day, huge something with a heart, heart shaped stuff and pink bullshit all over their lawn. And then as soon as that's done, blow up Easter bunny. (gasps) Yeah. And then I think the Easter Bunny ends it for a little while. And then we go right back to Halloween in September. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could be, you know. Everyone loves this. Everyone where I'm like, I live right across the street from the blow up house. They're like, I love that house. I'm like, because you don't live where I live. <laughs> you don't have to see it all day, all the time. As a reminder of things to come and things that are happening and all of that. It's, just, and, it's tacky. Yeah. It's just, no, it's not even a remind. It's just tacky. Never mind the fact that it gets my toddler all in a tizzy. It's just tacky to see 40 Santas when you're a Jew. <laughs> you know, on a main, I live on a main road. Actually, it's a hazard. Did I, t- do you remember me telling you yes. that like, yes, yeah, that I one do. time Laura slowed down to make a left into my driveway and the woman behind her was so enraptured in that lawn that she slammed into my sister-in-law. Yeah. It was $15,000 worth of damage on a brand new car. Oh my God. I know. Anyway, Oike Vaughn. Oike Vaughn is right. Anyway. Yes. Well. Ridiculous. Um, I, yeah, yes. A little in between because we do nothing. So maybe, (laughs) you know, we barely take out stuff and that's enough, right? So, yeah. My dream, in my head, it would be nice, but the reality of the situation is like a tree is about as the depth as we get into it. And then what sucks is that, um, you know, when we do put stuff out, then it just doesn't ever come down. So the first couple of maybe even the first three years that Rand and I were together and we kind of got a tree and we pseudo decorated for Christmas, those decorations came down in April. Okay. So. Was it a real tree? Yeah. In April? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a fire hazard, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And lots of needles on the ground, and the cats like spreading the needles everywhere and trying to attack the ornaments. And yeah, absolutely, it was there. And but we don't use lights, like no lights, no nothing of that, because the cats eat all the quartz. So there's nothing that can be lit up or anything around that can, in some way, be chewed up by a cat. Uh, so, you know, and so stuff like that really makes it not because, first of all, we never clean it up. The second thing is I had this beautiful little nativity nativity scene that was so cute. It had like it reminded me of those little Russian dolls, you know, those little fat ones. They're so cute. The ones that you put yeah, into stackable. all each other. Yeah, but they were not stackable, but they were that style. So they were sort of like these super fat, really cute, super cute fat little like mary and joseph and baby jesus it was only those three and then but but they were and they were really low to the ground and they were like breakable 
beautiful, like very indigenous looking, super simple. And then the cats broke them all. They just would hit them. And then so they were broken. So it's one of those things where it makes me sad to know Mm. that I'm going to. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that I'm going to put something out nice out. And then the whole time I'm going to be like, get off of that. Get off. Don't get off of that or come home and see the tree on its side. You know, yeah. yeah. so there's stuff like that. The girls are big enough now that they don't mess with stuff. But before it was like, don't touch it. Get up. Get it up. Don't stop. No. <laughs> you know, it's like, so yeah. bad. So, but I don't know. Little by little, by little maybe we will get nice things again. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, me too. I agree. We just can't have nice things. No, no, no. I, 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 I agree. But... Uh, so what do you want to start talking about first This from podcasting-wise? Oh, my God. We have so many things. I well, know. You, you put a lot of this in. The, I didn't have any time to do any show notes. So thank you for this material. This is great. So you you're welcome. All right. Well, let's see what we've got here. Hmm, so many things. So many of the things. <laughs> mm. I have a NADPA POMO update. Oh, good. Oh, Leah, yes. you know, give us your update. I'd love to yeah. hear that. All right. Uh, Jessica was right. It's a lot of work. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Now, you can make that a drop. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. I will drop make man. that a drop. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Jessica. I started that, and my problem is that I'm not someone that can just open up the mic and ramble. Uh, I have to yeah. use bullet points. So it takes more to set everything up than to record and put it out. Although I do like doing it with the Anchor app. It's so easy to do. I can either do it on my phone with the Anchor app or I do it in the studio. I make an MP3. I go to Anchor on the website. I drag the file right in and it uploads it. And then I just go in and make it a episode. So that really does work. But again, I don't know if I could ever... Like if they decided to go belly up, then I would lose all that. But at this point, I don't really – it's not that big of a deal for me. But I was also connecting with Jen Eads Mm -hmm. from the Brassy – and she's doing a phenomenal job. I know. Isn't it amazing? It is amazing. Everybody needs to go subscribe to her thing like right now. I know she's going to push through this thing because she's committed and I'm I'm holding her accountable because she is brilliant. And when she follows through with this, she's going to have a killer product at the end of this whole thing. So anyway, go ahead. But she said to me, boy, you know, it takes – she's saying the same thing. This is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And we're only in the first week. You know, so 30 episodes in 30 days, I would just say that you would have to plan this all out before you took – well, for me, I have to plan this all out before – I just can't open up the mic and ramble. That just doesn't work for me. But, you know, still still chugging along. Still chugging along. That's good. I'm so – I mean, I'm really – First of all, it's it's gonna it's one of those things where you're just gonna get better at what you do, it, regardless of of how you're doing it right now. But uh, you know, for to both of you guys' credit, the it's exactly right. Everything that you're saying in terms of preparation, meaning that the recording part of it is the easiest part. It's the preparation to make it seamless that is the hardest part. I have a little bit. I'm creating. I'm in the process actually of creating a, a podcast component to the e-league and the podcast component is really not like it's nothing that they haven't heard before it's just that, that I was repeating myself a lot and I was saying the same things to a lot of the ladies and so I have these this 
this what I call the e-league essentials, which is like the essential sort of teachings that I keep on bringing home. And I have them all like written out, like it's already there. But now that I'm putting them in audio, again, they're smaller pieces. I still sit there and I... I essentially script it out because I want it to be precise. I don't want it to be like, okay, guys, um, okay, why don't you, okay, so here's the thing, you know, like I don't want it to be me trying to figure out what to say. I want to get it out and then I want it to be a simple thing for them to refer back to. And that's been taking up the majority of my time. The the scripting and afterwards, the editing of it, not in terms of the editing of my content and stuff like that, but it's just like removing when I mess up and when I do retakes and things like that. Even for a small period of time, it still takes it longer. The actual publishing of it and the recording of it is the easiest part of yeah. the whole thing. In about a week, one of the episodes is going to be the blooper episode where it's me oh, talking great. and then fumbling and then cursing and then saying it again. So, <laughs> yes, that's yeah. but what I do is I'm a bullet point person. So, I don't I just need bullet points to keep me on track because I'm a wanderer. Yep. I wander yep. off track. So, but it it's fun and it is like I said going through the pain right now. You're right. It'll make me better because what I'm doing mostly right now is monologuing, which is the worst Part of podcasting for me, I'm better in a back and forth conversation than I am just talking to the audience. Uh, so even just doing this is, I know it's going to make me better at that portion of podcasting. Um, one last little thing before we move on to the rest of the stuff. I had the opportunity because we were talking about this last week. I actually went back to, while I was doing show notes for last episode, I went back to my SoundCloud account and I saw the hashtag that we it was it wasn't the Napo Nana Nano Nano that we see. It was actually called Audio Mo. And that that was the hashtag, Audio Mo. And so that's what we used to use to do the 30 days of audio. And I listened to my past stuff. I never was able to do a full 30 days of audio. I actually was able to do a full 30 days of video, if you could believe that. But the audio I didn't. But I did listen to a lot of the the audio that I put out there, and I am so thankful that I did because I have conversations with Hunter when she was three. I have conversations with Maymay when she's trying to fall asleep, and I'm begging her to stop moving. And it it was, and then all of us sat around and listened. And I think that. There is also that component because what you and Jen are doing is awesome. And obviously, it's going to give a lot of value to many people. But what I did was simply sort of like a discover, like a, a, a journaling. It was audio journaling. And so to go back and to listen to my babies and to have these, like at the time, conversations that were so mundane and they sound so great, like just the way we made Thanksgiving cards for Nanny and Pap and talking about what they were and Hunter telling me what they were and, and her, she's coming up with some weird songs that she was singing and just the cutest stuff. And we just sat there and laughed our butts off just because it was so cute. That's so there's cool. also that component of it, that it can actually be just something for you. It doesn't have to be, you know, let's change the podcasting space. And and so I'm trying to figure out how I think I'm going to download all those things over on SoundCloud because I don't know where I, I don't think I have them anywhere. 
Right. Um, but they are worth it. So, all right. So, shall we move into some news? The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So, my first thing up is Lewis Howes. Um, there is an article about him being on the Ellen Show. The article is entitled, How Lewis Howes Got to 40 Million Podcast Downloads, The Best Seller List and Ellen's Couch. And, um, you know, the first paragraph starts out, lots of people launch, launch podcasts, but how did he manage to do this? You know, like most of them run for about 500 episodes, have guests like, uh, you know, oh, not a lot of them go to the lengths that Lewis has gone with, you know, interviewing Tony Robbins, Maria Sharpova. Um, or get best-selling books, etc. Well, first of all, I should say, um, Lewis does give some tips as to how he has achieved these things. And I wanted to go through the tips with you, Elsie. But um, I just want to also say to the listener that Lewis has had a very large, large audience way before he started a podcast. He started a podcast about two months after I started my first one in 2013. Um, before that, he was teaching LinkedIn and webinars and how to do online business. And before that, he was a pro or semi-pro football player that got hurt. And then as he was laying around feeling sorry for himself, um, he figured out how to use LinkedIn to get, you know, maybe a job that he wanted. And then he started teaching it. So, um, Lewis has been an online entrepreneur for a long time, which is why he had such a pretty extensive list to start with. Um, so let's just start there. All right. Um, I'm ready. Okay. Um, let's see. Number one, sharing my personal story. A huge turning point in the podcast was in 2014 when I opened up and shared my personal story what? Of rape and abuse that happened to me when I was a child. That's not the story I thought he was talking about. Nope. That's I, the story. Yep. Do you know about that story? Yes, I do. He put it out in his podcast. <laughs> you listened to Lewis House's podcast? The And you know what? It's so funny because he said a huge, a huge turning point in the podcast was in 2014. And the reason that I listened to that episode is because it was shared by somebody else that I followed. And they said, you should listen to this. Not you. Not me not personally. You, like, right. yeah, just like you should listen to this show, this episode. And I said, okay. And that's the only episode I've ever heard of his. But I had wow. to Wow. So I did. I listened to that episode. I have not listened to any of his other episodes, but I did listen to that one. Oh, you know where I saw it? Hmm. On B-School. Because okay. he's a B-Schooler. He's a B-Schooler, yeah. He's very good yeah. friends with Marie. Okay, so I didn't know that, but the personal story I thought he was referring to was just about his typical story of, you know, I was down and out and then I picked myself back up. I didn't realize that, that it got gotten so deep. So kudos for uh, to him for being so brave and transparent. I mean, he says it was a huge turning point in the podcast. It allowed me to be vulnerable. People kept commenting before I shared it publicly. Something had changed. What they didn't know was that I had already shared this story with family and I was letting myself heal. And I've seen it happen again with other successful influencers. People who are willing to share their full true stories are the ones that gain a loyal audience. What do you think about that tip? Well, um, Yes. And 
And with a caveat, because I, I'm also not a fan of uh, share, like sort of growing as to using using it as a tool kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like a tactic, <laughs> which is um, I don't think that's what he's saying. I mean, because the question that was asked to him was five milestones that helped tremendously okay. in the growth of my show. All right, so that's a milestone. I can I understand that, and so yes, it's you a know, milestone. But he's not saying everyone talk about being raped. Yes, no. Exactly, and <laughs> well, because I because it could be seen like that. And I mean, we've had a couple of really powerful episodes. I think, you know, the one um, one of the yeah. first one that yeah. we had was when I didn't go to speak. Remember that one? Yeah, when I didn't go to speak in the show and. I forgot yeah. the name of it, but I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's stuff, 41 was... or 56. It's one of our most downloaded shows. Yeah, and it, that yeah. was a very powerful show. And then the one that we just did. <clears throat> yeah, about Trump. Yes, about Trump. And that was also very sort That's of transparent. That's the one and... I think we should retitle, You Suck, You Guy. That's right. <laughs> you Suck, You Guy. That's uh, a good one. You yeah, Suck, and I You think Guy. In... You Suck, You Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So here's how I feel sharing the personal stories or sharing or being transparent and vulnerable can help. Be Once you've already sort of established and you've started to do this stuff or you're stepping into a conversation, I feel what's really good is that what happens here, it's not necessarily that it gets you a bigger audience, it's that it cements you in the heart of the audience that you already have. So it's not that you are actively growing because this happened. What happens is your audience is going to go, oh my gosh, that episode was so amazing. I need to share it. And they are the ones that step into you deeper and share your content. So that's kind of yeah. how I sort of see it back. And again, it it happens in an organic fashion. And usually... It is triggered by like if you're recording something and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I should put this out. I don't know. Like if you start to feel like you don't know if it's, if you should put publish, it usually means you should for some of those. Well, the, the, but then the, the, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go finish up. Finish up. Well, the other the opposite side of that is yeah. Lewis is a naturally positive, inspirational and influential person, as are you. Hopefully, as am I, you don't like, have you ever had that friend that like I've once, once upon a time, I had someone who I was helping with either their blog or their business or something. And they were a life coach and their life was in the toilet. And it's all they talked about. And I'm not saying like, Lewis, who's like, I'm admitting this so that I can heal and be supported. That's a positive thing to do. This is my marriage is a mess. I can't mm. seem to get it yeah. right. I don't yep. get along with my husband. He treats me like shit. Like, how can you coach other people if – and I'm not saying my life is perfect. Obviously, my life is a mess. But I am moving forward the best that I can. I don't sit – this this show has not turned into the Jessica gets on with her, her life show. Right. No show that I do – and I have three now, yay. Has, have, have, three now, yay. Three now, yay. Um None of them are the how Jessica gets on with her life show. And if I ever even did a show about my experience with what Emily went through, it still wouldn't be that kind of show. I would share the experience for the purpose of helping others feel less alone so that they can take steps to deal with what's happened to them and move on. 
this is not an invitation to either include and or create a show about or content that has to do with why your life is terrible. Lewis's life is not terrible. Right. My life is not terrible. I'm extremely blessed, regardless of what has happened to me. So um, I think that's an imp- – I just wanted to make that distinction because be transparent, yes. But if you're already Debbie Downer, take a step back because yeah. no one needs to hear that shit. All right. <laughs> no, no I, I absolutely agree. I, I yeah. completely agree with it because it's it's also one of those same things. It's You have to also understand that obviously there's different – there's different reasons why you're using podcasting as an outlet. If you're using podcasting That's as true. your ability to process information yourself, it's a healing, maybe it's a tr- self-transformation, self-healing journey. Go for it, you know, because that, that's what it is. It's like you just do – it's sort of like an audio blog. People used to do that all the time early on especially. There's a lot of people who maybe aren't doing it as much now. But, hey, I feel that that's a viable way and reason to use it. Even if you are Debbie Downer the entire time, just do it because you're doing it for yourself. If you are that deciding to maybe reach massive audiences and, like, you know, really kind of take this seriously – yeah, there's there's an element to refinement when you're working with media and performance. A lot of the, you know, one of the first things that, um, you know, you were taught, or at least when I was in acting, is that you don't cry. You fight the tears, you know? You don't allow yourself, if you're doing a monologue or some scene where... You can't cry right in the middle of it. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if, if it's something that is really, really powerful like that, there are going to be times when it, you, you do cry, right? But the point is that you don't... That's not the goal. The, just because you're crying on stage doesn't earn you an Oscar. It's actually right. the right. process of going against that, your ability to not cry, you fighting the tears, you working through the emotion, you going against, that's where the conflict is. And that's a lot more interesting. And it's a lot more impactful for the person that's list, watching or yeah, listening powerful. to you. More that's where the power comes in. It doesn't mm-hmm. come with you just like... Fetching. Just, yeah. It's yeah. like... Anyway, so and, there is an element to that where yeah, you, totally. There's a magic to to that, but anyway. Okay, so number right. two, doing three shows a week consistently. I started off like most people doing one. Then once I got an idea of how to do it, I realized growing the show was going to take me getting a lot more downloads. So the quickest way to do that was to put out episodes quicker. Now this is the John Lee Dumas formula for getting more downloads. Because when I asked him four years ago, how do I get more downloads? He said, cut your show in half and do two. Two half-hour shows. Not realizing back then, because this whole monetization thing was still, uh, you know, choose your own adventure. But at the time, that was a good idea because 400 a week is better than 200 a week. However, um, advertisers only want to know how many one episode is getting. So 400 a week is actually, you know, on one show is way better than 400 on two shows because that's 200. Anyway, you get the point. Yep, so totally. he started doing two a week was a jump. It also made him more committed to the show. I worked harder <clears throat> to network, get quality <clears throat> guests, and then I kept getting requests to do solo rounds. So I tried, I tried a short inspirational app of just me talking about principles of greatness on Fridays and people loved it. Um, so committing to three has been a huge part of getting my numbers where they are as well as building quality relationship with my audience so 
I'm just going to say what I think about this, the doing three shows a week consistently. If you have an audience that you think will keep up with this and you think or you try it and you see that it does help you keep your audience, I would say do it. Otherwise, if you're just like, I do a show and it gets 2000, but I'm going to grow. So I'd like to do two shows like Mm, I don't know if I would do that because you water down your numbers if you want advertisers. And do you really have extra content? I mean, the thing with Lewis is that, yeah, I mean, like if he's if he's interviewing Tony Robbins one day and, you know, someone else equally as impactful the next day, then, yeah, he has enough content to do two bang up shows a week. If you're just splitting your stuff apart, I would keep it together. What do you think? Well, it that doesn't that and oh gosh, and I have Daniel Lewis has just put out a, a, a great episode, which is all about RSS feed and how download numbers don't aren't isn't really a great way to measure your audience size because that's essentially what's happening here. So. In truth, if you are asking, how do I get more downloads, the absolutely easiest thing to do would be for you to publish more. Because if you are, let's, you know, exactly what you said, if you're publishing one episode a week, and you're getting 100 downloads a week on that episode, if you publish two, you'll get 200, obviously three, 300. But your audience isn't growing, your download numbers are growing. Um, and that is where you can start to really see what happens with people's like misunderstanding of the actual impact that they have or the actual influence they have with their audiences mm-hmm. that just because the download numbers are, you know, so much more then that doesn't really show you your audience size. Mm-hmm. So I don't well- really feel. I mean, you can, and if you want to, and again, and I, and I agree with what you said, if your audience can keep up with it, because I want you to think about this for yourself, because we often make adjustments ourselves as obviously as um, podcast creators. And we feel like, how do we grow our audience? Let's go ahead and make X amount of things available now, right? Because we want to grow and we want to put more episodes out, all this stuff. We don't ever really consider the end user in this. If you start to think about the things that you consume, you personally consume a week, a day, um, a month, what are the things that you're consistently consuming? What are the things that you're committed to seeing? When do you go, oh my God, this is a lot. (laughs) You know, he does have a little bit of a cult following. I believe people were asking him for more. I I believe that people would listen to Lewis five days a week if he would give them the content. He has a bit of a... I think people, male and female, fall in love with him a little bit. Um, he's very, mind you, he is incredibly charismatic and he is so handsome. He is I so remember- handsome, but it's not even that. It's really more that like he's also – I mean this is just a personal experience with meeting him. Like he's not the chattiest dude in the room. So when he talks – he commands your attention yeah. because he doesn't talk that much. And so to listen to him talk three times a week is kind of a blessing because you even get the feeling listening to him. He doesn't talk that much. Right. And yeah. the thing right. is, what were you going to say? Like he, he is so handsome though. It, does, and he is. it draws you in. Like, did you ever see Talladega Nights? Um, no. What is that? <laughs> he no, calls no. his wife like a, yeah. Uh, John, John, what's that um, term? Like a, like a sex magnet that draws your crotch. <laughs> You're asking <laughs> she, me this. Says, why? <laughs> um, you never seen Talladega Nights 
when um, Ricky Bobby was talking to um, it's a Will Ferrell Cal. movie, so I have never I've never seen. Oh, it. you don't like Will Ferrell? No. Oh, right. Oh, it's a tractor beam of hotness. That's what he calls her. A tractor beam of hotness. Oh my god. That's kind of like Lewis. Yeah. It's like you it's like if you're in any room of five thousand people and he walks in, first of all, he's the tallest, so you can't yes, miss he him. Is. You yeah. can't miss him. You can't miss him. And see, here's the other thing too about him as well. He's not well, he is like man and handsome and tall and everything that you would sort of think about in the objectification. How do you say that word? Objectification. So deep. And manly. <laughs> yes, totally. Objectification yeah. of man. Like you could objectify him very easily because he is just like a greatest specimen. Adorable. That yeah. said, though, he is also incredibly kind and. Sweet. Very sweet and, and he's just his, yeah, his, well, his, you can sense him. Like, you know, when he's walking around, he's, he's just very down to earth as well, even though yeah. he's like so tall. So I think that when I saw, you know, when I, I never, I don't think I really ever met, met him, but I was near him while the, <laughs> there was lots of flocking happening. Was it a tractor beam of hotness? <laughs> it totally was. And I was mm, really num-num. impressed. Exactly. <laughs> I was very impressed by his, by his elegance, you know, by his yeah. real kindness, by his humility. And I, I just really appreciated that. Totally, totally down yeah. to earth. So I'll give so, you an example at New Media Expo where I first hooked up with you. That, he was well, there. yeah, that's where, like, that's where I that's saw. That, where I knew I never about? met him there, but that's where I saw him. Yep. He was walking by. I don't even remember who I was talking to. I don't think it was anyone that he knew. He he walked behind me, and really, it was like floating. He floated behind me, <laughs> put both hands on one on each shoulder, squeezed gently. Just, just enough to let me know that he was there and didn't want to interrupt, but still wanted to hug me, right? Yeah. Squeeze gently, and then I said, "Oh, blah blah blah." Whoever I was talking to, this is Lewis House. Lewis is whatever. He leans in, shakes the guy's hand, probably crushed it, and goes. I mean, he wasn't squeezing hard, but again, his hand floats into the conversation, <laughs> and he says. Jessica is amazing. And then floated away. Oh, my gosh. I swear that's – I swear it's a dream. But interesting how I can't even remember who I was talking to. Uh-huh. The second he came in, it was like it was like Christ himself just like <laughs> came in with the robe. I mean that's what you mean by grace and ele- – that's terrible. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry, Christians. But like – you know I'm what sorry, I'm saying? Christian. It's just no, but I mean, you just, and I'm not even saying like, oh, I was touched by an angel. I'm just saying his he is graceful enough where he does kind of like float by, and you can feel, you know, even if he what weren't to have touched my shoulders, like the other per, you just people are aware of him because he's he does float around very gracefully. It's it's his whole thing is anyway. It doesn't matter. Let's stop yeah. talking about it. Okay. Yeah, but what, um, all I'm saying though is that. Yeah, so there's that stuff. And we yeah, were talking about actually just the doubling the downloads and, and that kind of stuff. So if you do want an easy tactic to grow your download numbers, just put out more, more. episodes. <clears throat> that Man. said, though. Or be uncontrollably handsome where two women have the vapors over you. <laughs> no, I'm big sigh. No, no. You know what the big sigh was? It wasn't old Lewis. It was, I wish I was taller. <laughs> I was because at, yeah, I can't float anywhere. He's so tall. And I th- I was thinking about him floating. And I was thinking about Elsie floating. And then I was like, short, fat people don't float. <laughs> Except in the ocean where our buoyancy would keep us alive. Other than that, 
I'm not graceful. I've never been graceful. Mm-hmm. I'm like an elephant in a china shop. But I just wish one day where I could be like 5'8 and gracefully float by people. That's what I was thinking. I don't have the rapers over him. I was just thinking like, man, it would be nice to be graceful. <laughs> well. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Um, okay. The so, next thing. Yes. And again, let's just review. These are milestones, not advice. They are just points within his podcast that he noticed a big change and a difference. Okay. So the next one is. Oh, I know. Creating a social media checklist for the promotion of each episode. They do. Pinterest. No, dude, the third one is not being afraid to ask oh, for reviews. Oops, sorry. Which is not also being afraid another to one ask of my all time favorite things. I know. My goal was to get people, again, four years ago, it was the cat's pajam to do this. My goal was to get people to share and write reviews. I asked for them at the end of every episode, every blog post, every email for years. Just because people were listening didn't mean they were going to ever share or review it. I still do this, by the way. I see a lot of people miss this. iTunes is the most popular platform. Their rankings really do matter if you want to get seen by new people. So you, we all know you don't agree with this one, but there was a time when your rankings, or maybe it's still true, where your rankings and your reviews <laughs> do push you at the top of certain lists, and it does help you get new audience. Is that, in- what? Is that incorrect? It does nothing. It does, it does nothing, nothing except boost your ego. But yes, hey, listen, it it, I, I yeah. say yes. Ask for to people for people. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. Share it with someone you know that would like this episode. Please do that. But the reviews, nothing useless. That here's what's happened. I don't though. know that it's useless. It didn't use it to is. be. It actually is useless. You know why? Because now the entirety of the way that people consume content is has changed substantially. There are very little. Uh, um, there's very little amount of people who are on their e- their Mac computer opening up iTunes to find podcasts, which is the easiest way to see ratings and reviews. And the other thing is for all those people who have a PC, they have to download iTunes onto that computer. When is that going to happen nowadays? Like when are you as a PC user going to go download iTunes to your PC to see that? So. And in the podcast app itself, it's not optimized to be reading too much. Actually, you know what? There might be a little bit of an ease more nowadays to read the reviews. But what you do see front and center is a rating. So if you want to look at, like, if I were to make a decision based on, uh, you know, this podcast or that podcast, I'm not going to read the reviews, but I will look at the ratings. Like, I, because they're right there, like front and center. So you might see, like, just like the way that you do when you go on Amazon and you look at the stars. That's exactly what you see. So you see like, you know, three stars or three and a half stars or four or five or whatever. And then that would that might push me over to say like, oh, you know what? I do want to listen to this one. It seems like they have more ratings. Uh, That said, though, in terms of uh, being found, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, The majority of way to be found there is the longer that you've been in iTunes, the more search juice you have and the more subscribers you have in iTunes, then the more search juice you have as well. So it has nothing to do with that. And the reason that I'm so against this as a, like as a, I guess as a growth practice 
it, or and I know that this isn't a growth practice. He's just saying that these are the impactful is because it takes a lot to leave people reviews in iTunes. If I know I'm, it's a whole to do. If I'm going to inspire my audience to do something for me, because that's why they're doing it. You're asking and they want to do something for you. I would rather ask them to sign up for my email list. I would rather have them come to my Facebook group and comment. I would rather engage with me on Instagram or something. Like I would mm-hmm. rather that. Mm-hmm. I would rather them share the podcast episode with somebody else. Because that's easier and it also I can I could feel I, I'm like, oh, that's so and so nice to meet you. I'm so glad you emailed me versus go leave me. It's like you're sending him off somewhere else to do something for you that has no impact. If I'm going to send them over, I would say, go tell a friend about the show, you know, show them versus go write me a review because that's just it takes so much. I I just had somebody ask me for um a testimonial. And I am so happy to give people testimonials, especially when I love them. But immediately after I said yes, I was like, oh, crap. Now I have to write it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so even though I love, I love to do that. And it's like a yes, because I support you and I want to love you. Then, But it's still like, oh, God, I have to make like, it can't just be like, so and so is awesome. Because mm-hmm. that's not helpful. I know. It's true. So anyway. So true. Number four. All right. Number four, a social media checklist for the promotion of each episode. Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and email. Creating a streamlined promotion process has been really helpful in making sure it happens. There's no way I would be able to do this on my own. Investing in a team has worked so well. Different parts of my audience interact with me on different platforms. I can tell it makes a difference to promote the show on all of them. I 150% agree. And I, if you want to do this, can help you and teach you how to do it, um, at least to automate some of it so you if you are going to do it on your own, it's not a, a shit show or dumpster fire, as John would say. Um, but I a hundred percent agree. I, I've actually, I do want to start playing with um, video for us, Elsie. Okay. Um, we well, have not, to get, we have to get to that. We haven't gotten there yet. No, we haven't gotten there yet, but I would like to, and I'm playing with it on my other show reservations. So um, just so you know, I, I think, I, we, that's the only place I think we haven't for it. And we don't really do Pinterest, but we could, I guess. I mean, I don't see for us no, why that would be good so. for other shows. It might be good. I think um, that you're right. There are some, but, but that said though, here's, here's where I'm not okay with because see, there's um, a level of, well, there's two types of people, like not two types, maybe there's more types, but like the, the Lewis Howes type of person has a team that does his promotion for him. That's what he said, investing in a team. So somebody is doing this for him. He's not doing it himself. And I know that you just said that you're going to help people do that. I get that. But no, here's the other thing. you do need a thing. team. No, I agree. And, and even if you do, let's say you are so amazing, like let's say you are so on it and you like, you know, work with Jessica and she like puts you straight. You've got a, you've got your plan. You've got a strategy. Here we go. It takes a long time to do that, even if you automate a lot of the stuff. This is why I'm so not against 
I mean, this is why I am more against publishing more episodes a week, because I would rather you publish two episodes a month, two episodes a month, and then really be specific, impactful, and completely committed to promoting those in different, interesting ways the other weeks that are your off weeks, so that you can really get your online marketing material out there, reach your audiences, be creative, and be, and have time to continue to to test things, to be able to go like, you know what? I want to do a video this week, or how can I supplement this? Or is there a different image I can put instead of this? So you have times to strategize because if you're having three shows a week to publish and market, that's insane. That's it's just a lot. A lot. It's and a lot. it's a lot of like stupid work. I'm mean, not stupid work, but like for some of us that are content creators, that all of that crap takes away from our ability to be brilliant. And so if I'm if it's going to take away from my ability to be brilliant, I'd rather keep it to just be brilliant really strongly once a month and then be brilliant in other places promoting my brilliance in that one show. Yeah. I still think that the promotion and the checklist for promotion, that's the part that I'm really Oh yeah. It's important. Totally. I, mm-hmm. I, hey, I, I'm not saying again that you shouldn't. All I'm saying is that there is a way to, um, you could get a little bit overwhelmed. And sometimes, at least, because I've been doing a lot of studying of the social media outreach from, from, um, podcasts that are actually growing and that are having an impact in social media. And I can tell you that <laughs> this is crazy. <clears throat> the ones that are really, really growing. And that are really engaged are the ones that don't have any automation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's amazing. Like if you guys want to check out somebody that's doing social media incredibly right now as a podcast, check out Pantsuit Nation, Pantsuit Nation, the podcast, mm-hmm. go to their Facebook page, go to their Twitter profile. I think it's, I think it's Pantsuit Nation. That what's your allies and their content in there is very specific, incredibly engaged, and they have grown exponentially this year. And it's due and of and Instagram, all of their stuff in there. There's not one, at least when I looked at all of their stuff, I didn't see an automated post in there. I didn't see something that was like, here, let's just continue. And they're not doing any back catalog promotion. <laughs> they're not doing any of the stuff that I even teach. They are just on it. They're on it. And so I'm like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm torn between all of that. I just really admire what they're doing online because they're actively growing their audience. Mm-hmm. So kudos to Pantsuit, <laughs> Pantsuit Nation. Hooray. Pantsuit Politics. Sorry. Pantsuit Politics. Sorry. Not Pantsuit Nation. Pantsuit Nation that. is the Hillary Clinton thing. Yeah. Sorry. Pantsuit Politics. Pantsuit politics and check out their Patreon page as well, because it's the same thing. It's all leading back. And it's that for me, when you start to see somebody's Patreon really working. And then I was like, I kind of like went back. I reversed engineered what's working with this podcast. Like what's the scoop? And there's so much incredible stuff that they're doing online that is not only complementing their work, but it's also giving us a point of view on the way that they're engaging. They are doing tons of amazing things. So study them and then see how you can apply some of that stuff. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to get on that tangent. No worries. What is next? 
Uh, are there any no, left with video. the Lewis thing? Adding, adding video. video. Yeah, he said it was the biggest lever of growth. It hasn't okay, really now, been a pain in the ass. All right, but see, okay, so when he says adding video, did you notice the type of video that he's also yeah, creating? Yeah, he hired a videographer and flew yes. to meet Tony Robbins. And now he is no, like, he's doing no Skype video. Now he actually has invested in having his his um, interviews like for real, like like life, like you know, you sit in front of me, I sit in front of you, and there's like camera angles and stuff like that. So he has it's like a thing. So yeah, yeah. adding video like that, uh huh. I'm not sure if it's the same as let's do two <laughs> talking heads of like a S- Skype call. That to me is not it. Like I, I don't need that. No, that's not what he means. Obviously, it's not what it means. No. Do you, Do you think that the quality of the video he's putting out there has something to say? I do feel that Facebook Live and Instagram Live absolutely can impact your growth and your reach. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I would do more of it if I had the bandwidth to do it. Like, yeah. if we yeah. like, I would be on it with you all the time, just being like, let's do. Let's do this. Let's do this really quickly. And one of the reasons I don't is because I don't have the bandwidth to do it. It'll be like Elsie on like super slow speed and you can't understand what she's doing and my lips are moving, but my no voice is coming out. And it's just I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I did love. I loved trick-or-treating with Elsie this year. She had so many oh, Instagram yes. stories. I felt like I was out trick or treating with her, Aww. and Randy, and That's and the nice. kids. Yeah, it was it was amazing. She did a, a fantastic job of the trick or treat Instagram story videos. Oh yeah, that was That's so fun. Nice. I still have it. I should put it somewhere. I downloaded the whole thing. It was very. I like. I had such a good time. It was so fun. But see, usually my yeah. life is not that exciting. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you're like, this is my messy bed. I'm recording in my closet. Let's go see the goats. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's it's not, not that exciting. No. But thank you, John. I love my little happy Halloween t- story. It was fun. <laughs> is that uh, it with Lewis? Are we done with Lewis? We're done with Lewis. Let's move on. All right. What shall we Could do we? next? Could we? we? Um, yes. Okay. Now, well, how far in are we? What else? Can I we think talk we can about? do one more article, and then. Um, I just was. I didn't remember if we talked about. Podchaser is not important. I just I didn't remember if we talked about that. It's like they're still trying to be the IMDb of podcasting, and there was right. an article about whether or not they're achieving that or not. And then WhamCon, which is a audio conference for women. Women's Audio Mission hosts first audio conference for women. Um, it's a nonprofit, and there are only 7% of members in the Audio Engineer Society that are women. So they're ratcheting up efforts to a national scale to um, um, help college age and older women and non-binary folks interested in working in the audio industry. It condenses their mission statement into a hefty two days that took place on the third and fourth. So I just wanted to point it out because I didn't hear of it. I didn't know anything about it. And I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Um, It's more of like a engineering type than, well, I don't know what it is. I just wanted to talk about it. Do you know what it is? Actually, you know what? It's (laughs) funny. I, I bumped into them a while ago, like on Facebook. Like, I'm not sure why like i can't remember like how i found them it's one of those things where i'm like oh this looks really neat 
And then mm-hmm. I started following them. And I realized okay. that I, I was like, oh my gosh, they have the most incredible. I, it's one of my favorite Facebook pages at the moment, Women's Audio Mission. It's actually not a very big um, page right now. and But they the stuff that they post is really great. It's very relevant. It's also very young. And so it skews very young. It, it makes me happy about the audio industry. They have like really, it feels like they have a vibrant community running it. So I'm really glad. I'm super glad that they're doing this kind of stuff. I'm super supportive about it. And of course, it's it is a little bit more skewed to what Jessica said, which is a slightly more skewed towards um technology, the, the technology parts of the audio medium, as well as slightly more onto the uh, radio producer type stuff. But from I feel mm-hmm. wh- where, where it really is great is that it's coming to the younger women. And so the younger women can mm-hmm. start to step into these careers where they inevitably are going to disrupt it. They're, they're going to disrupt the industry. It's going to be different. So I just love it. If you guys want to follow a great page, go ahead and follow Women's Audio Mission. It's, I love it so much. I've shared, I've shared a lot of their stuff that they have um, brought forth uh, because they have, they just, I don't even know where they found what, it's one of those pages where I'm like, how are you finding such amazing content that has to do with audio that I've never seen anywhere else? <laughs> Yay for you. So, um, but Totally. You guys, you need to read right. this article. <laughs> right, right. Um, Jessica has this lovely article here, uh, and you guys need to read it. Just need, Even the picture that's like at the top of the article here is awesome, and we need to support things like this, more initiatives like this. Absolutely. You know what's amazing yeah. about this is that what? these ladies are Elsie's Elsie. Like with us, we always say, Elsie, yeah. where did you find all this stuff? Where do you find this? <laughs> And now the, these ladies are Elsie's Elsie. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. And and we didn't even know such a thing existed, but it does. So that, I know it exists, and I'm so I'm super crazy, stoked. Right? Super stoked. Love it. So you guys need to check it out. Like for sure. Um, so crazy. Yeah. Should we share a little bit about where we're going to be or where we've been, Jess? Like I was on a podcast. You're on a podcast. Should we share about what kind of podcasts we were on? Yeah, go for it. You first. All right. So I was on Awarepreneurs, the Awarepreneurs podcast. I got an invite from one of our fellow She Podcast members. She like reached out to me um, via like private message, Stephanie did. And she said, I think that you would really need to kind of touch base with Paul, because he's doing some kind of work that I feel that would benefit you in with the mission that you're on right now. And I was like, okay. So I went and kind of checked out his group, Awarepreneurs, and his group is like pretty darn powerful. Like it's possibly one of my favorite groups that I belong to. It's not an easy group to belong to. There's a lot of heavy conversation going in there. That's like, sometimes you just kind of go in there and go, oh my God, I don't know what's happening here. But I'm learning a lot, and he is doing really powerful things in the group as well. Like, he's restructuring it, and and I think it's going to be one of the first—this is crazy, Jess—it's going to be one of the first paid—like, I'm going to be his patron, because I believe totally on what he's doing. Like, 100%. I'm just waiting for, like, what, what to pay. Like, I just want to know, like, what the restructure is going to be for— 
for being in there and stuff because it's amazing. Wow. So, look at I you. Know. I know. So, but now Goodness. I was on his show. So I was on a show and he essentially talks about sort of like people who are in the holistic space, but also are socialpreneurs, if you will, like people who have social consciousness and are looking to do things a little bit differently, that they're really looking at having harder conversations and up-leveling just and, and letting go of cultural things that are no longer serving us, like all the stuff that I keep talking about all the time, like his whole podcast is about that. So, so wow. um, it was really neat. I really went on the show and he's like really clear on his mission. He's really clear about the conversations that he wants to have. Um, and uh, so I'm hats off to him. So you guys go ahead and listen to his show because he's he's got a really great structure to, to it and as well as he, he drives the point home and a lot of different things so i'm i'm very happy to have been on the show all right awesome yep how about you um so you there yes i'm here i wasn't sure if that messed up i just got a call and i wasn't sure if it messed up <clears throat> yet. okay um, so I started a new show that's on, I started two new shows, one of not, which is not on iTunes yet. Um, but I started a comedy show with my friend, Melissa. Her name is Melissa Brilliant. And that's a killer name, man. That's like I the best know. name that was I ever know. given to a she person. She will not let me use it for the podcast title because oh. I wanted to call it Brilliant Observations, but, oh. um, so it's called Reservations, um, based around the fact that both of us are dubious about everything and also can't cook. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, if you go to reservationspodcast.com, you can listen. We have an intro and two episodes up. We have a couple more that are getting ready. And the thing I'm going to start with this is I'm using a site called Go Animate, and I'm going to animate our podcast for YouTube videos. So, John's going to give me two or three separate tracks. I'm going to have, um, animated characters that talk through the stuff and like maybe once in a while if something crazy comes out like if melissa is talking about her dog there's one episode where she grossed john and i out so bad talking about the eye boogers of her dog that like john and i both had to mute ourselves because we were dry heaving oh my god i know and that's the kind of stuff where i could actually add a scene in of the rest of us vomiting (laughs) as she's talking or i could show her you know talking about feeding her she's feeding the eye boogers to her dog basically oh my god she cleans the dog's eye and then feeds it to him and then if they don't eat it she has to she has to train Uh, him to eat it it's terrible but besides Uh, that it's one of the funniest shows that i actually record and (laughs) it's an amazing show i a lot of times i have to make sure my mic is muted because if I say something and I don't mute my mic and they say something, I bust out laughing, which is really inappropriate when you're <laughs> when you're a producer and then they can hear it. So there's a couple yeah. of times where I'm like, oh, my mic's still on because I can hear them. I can hear it in my microphone. But to be honest with you, it is really a good show. They do an amazing job, the two of them. And Melissa, out of the box as a, you know, a new podcaster, I was shocked how – Easily. She's damn funny. Well, you know what? She she is actually – it's funny, Elsie. She's actually like – you know, I really had to push her. She's extremely funny. I really had to push her to do this with me because she's the kind of person that's like, I know I'm funny. Yeah, it would be cool. And then will avoid me. <laughs> 
<laughs> like the right. plague. Do you know what I mean? And it's and it and I'm just like, um, no, that's not going to work here. You have to, yeah. Like I was just like, what are you talking about? You're not going to do that to me. So what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I made her do it, and she's great. She really is great. I think. Yay! Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the anyway. other one? Oops. Oh, go oh ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, there is another one. I forgot about the other one. The other one is called Fat Lip, and it's a show with Ramona Rice about being plus – she calls it fluffy and fabulous, but basically it's about being plus size and what clothes you wear and like – it's interesting. I've never done a show like this before, and I feel strongly pulled to do a video element, although we haven't yet, but like – you know, like I talk about what I wore over the weekend. I talk about creating like something to wear during the week that makes me feel like I look professional from the neck, you know, from the waist up. Like, right. an, you know, we talk about like she just went to UK and what she was packing and tra- travel clothes for fluffy people and like that kind of stuff. It's like traveling it's as life. a fluffy person. It's life and clothes, basically. It's clothes and life and life and clothes. Kind of. And also That's very, awesome. very funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, you're in them, profile. dude. You're in them. You are like Who, John? You're pretty awesome. Yeah, he, he re- no, not no, me. You. you. Not you. Oh, you. me. Oh, yeah, you. Thanks. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, didn't... I love John I... as well, but. I was like, yeah, he is in them. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm so stupid. I'm like, he is in them. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Oh, my God. Well, actually, on <laughs> Fat Lip, I am the fluffy boy toy of these two. The fluffy boy toy. Yes, he is. uh, Whenever they have a a question about something, they'll say, well, we'll ask the boy toy. And then I have to come in. So, yeah. And I don't mind that at all. Hey, if I can make a little suggestion, I just heard an amazing podcast. She's a member of the She Podcast community. Emily Prokop just produced her 100th episode. And it's a musical where she does about musicals. And I don't like musicals. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to listen to this. It was amazing. First of all, the editing that she did, because she was her own backup singers, the what she had to do for the editing, how she wrote the song, how she – she's an amazing singer. And she did the whole thing. It's five minutes long. I listened to it four times already. It's an amazing episode. She did a fantastic job. I have job. to listen to it right now. It is well, not crazy right now. amazing. So great job on – I and mean, she does it all herself. Just uh, phenomenal. And I'm not someone that likes musicals, and she did it in a musical style, and I can't, I can't say enough about it. But congratulations, Emily, on 100 episodes. Yay, Yay, Emily! We'll put a link in the show notes, guys. And then you guys are going to have to listen for five minutes to the singing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I think that we're done for today. Oh, oh. Whoa, we are? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think minute. we're done. No, we have other stuff to talk about. I want you to go to getsoothe.ca. I put this in specifically for Elsie. Get soothe. Well, the link's right see. in there. The link's right in there. Well, I looked in there, but it doesn't. I don't. I can't see it right now. I see. Oh, you're right. You can't because you're on the phone. 
No, no, no. I'm. Oh, you know what? It's because it's not. Just give me the your. I don't Soothe. even know. Soothe. All right. I'll just go, listen. Let's relax. Every, That's the whole okay. point of this. Everybody, okay? calm down. Let's all get soothed. Soothe is get a soothed. Chrome extension made to help people browse the web without seeing malicious content. Our main goal <gasps> is to prevent online harassment and help users avoid seeing triggers while they browse the web. We strongly believe oh. that no one online should have to worry. Check off the type of content you want to avoid. Let us handle the rest. Questionable content is blurred out. If you want to see it, you can reveal the text. <gasps> so it's it's basically, yeah, like, and then you see the picture and it says, like, bogus, um, readers will not be, you know, will not be subjected to homophobic, transphobic, sexist, violent, racist behavior, you know, any kind of content that has to do with that. Um, and you can just check off I love all it. of it. I love and it. So if you don't want to see anything violent, I mean, because you especially have been like, I want to turn off all the things. I your little heart is getting sad, and so this. Is I perfect. thought this would I be good for you. To, no, seriously, thank you. And it's it's yeah, it's too it's too much. You're welcome. It's too much. Thank you so much. I'm gonna have to look at some of this stuff too because it is. It's sort of like there's a lot I of. I know. Ugh. Ugh. Which is why, yeah, anyway. And uh, yeah, I have I have kind of moved away from consuming a lot more because what, you know. I know. There's a lot of people for whom it's too much. It's too much. But I really love it. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And I'm going to have to check it out. And it's so turquoise. You're welcome. It's so turquoise. Now we can stop. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm soothed just by going to the website itself. Yay. Because it makes me feel happy in my head. Oh, good. Yeah, because Perfect. you can get triggered by somebody's Facebook post. The next thing you know, you're in an argument with somebody else's friends. And it's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I get enough of that. And it's not even that what you're referring to, John. But I get a lot of that from Lipson. Like, it's enough at Lipson. Like, it's not that they're being, you know, inappropriate or anything like that. It's sometimes some podcasters are, I don't know how to describe them. Whiny bitches? Maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and it's tough because you can't really, you know, yeah, you're running, it's different when it's your community versus you running somebody else's community or like a brand's community. So there are certain, there's protocol, right? That this is what you, this, my job is the podcaster happiness expert. That's essentially what I do. Make people happy and kind of soothe the edges of everybody's stuff but sometimes i'm telling you even if you're trying to be helpful people are just very they're bitchy they're just bitchy Mm -hmm. stop it so yeah Yeah. um i get enough of that there i am going to be soothed from now on (laughs) yay yay Okay, um, now we can go. Now we can go. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter or join our Facebook group, you can actually just search in Facebook for She Podcast, and both our group and our page will show up. Uh, on Twitter, of course, we're at She Podcast. And if you have any feedback for us, please email feedback at ShePodcast.com because we would love to hear from you guys and possibly even, uh, you know, highlight you on the show, play a little bit of your voice in here talking to us. That would be fantastic. Yay. Thank you guys so much. We will talk to you soon. Peace out, home slices. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Oh, <laughs> oh,